0: Kent Online News.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy
0: Hickmott. It's Monday the 20th of January coming up. Free sanitary products in schools and colleges. If you're having
2: problems as a young girl, you should be able to go to a teacher and say, I need a sanitary towel and, and, and hopefully this will become the norm and will become very ordinary and we won't even think about it in a few years' time.
0: Debate over Big Ben Brexit bongs. There are far greater priorities that we should be concentrating on. However, if people wish to celebrate on the 31st, then that's their choice. And thousands sign petition against new homes.
3: Only a small percentage of them will be social housing or affordable housing, shall we say that basically means most of them are just going to be bought by people like my generation and above.
0: Kent Online News. Schools and colleges in Kent are being offered sanitary products in a bid to reduce the number of girls missing classes because of period poverty. Almost half of teenage girls in the country think not being able to afford pads or tampons is holding girls back. From today products will be available at primary and secondary schools for girls to pick up for free. Kelly Green is from the Red Box Project who've been supplying things like sanitary towels in Dartford for the past few years.
2: This is absolutely brilliant news. It's something that we've campaigned for over the last few years. Um, research that was done a few years ago showed that this is a really big but hidden problem among school girls. So the research found that there were 15% of girls at school that were struggling to afford sanitary towels or other sanitary products and they were missing school as a result often. Um, they weren't concentrating in school, um, they were finding things difficult seven percent of those girls were using socks or cardboard in their knickers instead of sanitary towels which you can imagine is, is just awful so hopefully this is fantastic news in putting an end to those kind of practices um we've been running about 20 boxes in dartford in different schools colleges and some youth groups and um, the demand hasn't really faded during the kind of two three years we've been running the project so this is absolutely brilliant news the only um concern that i would have is how the scheme's going to be administered Uh, schools need to sign up for it we know schools are very busy and then um, the most important thing when the sanitary towels are in the schools is that the children have the awareness that they can go and ask for them Um, what I think our project really had going for it that was really good was that uh, girls could take as many sanitary towels as they wanted so take a pack for the day take a pack for the month um, perhaps different thicker packs for the night Um, I hope that's going to continue because that's made a massive difference to the girls, as opposed to kind of traditional schemes where you would go to reception at school, ask for ask for a sanitary towel and be given one, which you know, is quite inadequate. Um, so I really hope that, that continues, that girls are able to take a whole pack or a couple of packs to get them through for a, for a period. That, that'll that be my big hope, that we don't lose that kind of essence, that they can take as much as they want.
4: How important is that you mentioned there about, obviously, the, the role schools will play here in terms of it's an opt-in scheme. Now, presumably, all schools will opt in. How important is it that that understanding of how it works is clear for, for all schools involved?
2: Oh, it's massively important. Without that communication, schools won't be aware and, and obviously they won't apply. So um, girls will miss out. I hope that the Department of Education are really making sure schools are aware of this. Um, a similar scheme's already been rolled out in Scotland and the results are fantastic. 89% of girls who received TAL said they felt less worried about their period at school. Um, you know, As a young girl, um, as most young girls have irregular periods, often they're sitting in class worrying, worrying about, um, excuse the language, but coming on, um, worried about leaking. So it's massively, massively important. So if a school are not are not taking part, then there are girls that are gonna, going to miss out without a doubt. So I really, really hope that that communication is being well done. And um, I would just say to anyone that has got daughters at school to make sure their school is signed up.
4: Do you feel ultimately this is quite a symbolic moment and this is as you say this is what you've been campaigning for for the past few years
2: i think this is really a symbolic moment this was a problem that um, even as recently as five years ago people didn't talk about people didn't know about so i think um it's a great thing that this shows the power of of kind of um, organic campaigns that are started by um ordinary people um this this campaign was was started by uh, annika george who was just just an ordinary person that sort of recognized a problem and decided to campaign about it um I, th- I think this is a great move on to recognizing that there are problems girls specifically have um particularly teenage girls with, with periods that need ch- uh, challenging and tackling so hopefully this is a big a big step forward to that being recognized and, and just really a change of ethos as much as um it's important that people are getting the the free project products. It's also important this has finally been recognised and not been something that we need to whisper, that, you know, I'm having trouble with my period, is not something to be ashamed of. It should become an ordinary thing to talk about. And if you're having problems as a young girl, you should be able to go to a teacher and say, I need a sanitary towel and... and and hopefully this will become the norm and will become very ordinary, and we won't even think about it in a few years'
0: time. The average woman spends an estimated four thousand eight hundred pounds on period products during her lifetime.
1: Kent Online reports
0: a man's appeared in court charged with murder after a woman was found dead in Gillingham. The body of a 39-year-old was discovered at a property on Richmond Road last Thursday evening. 40-year-old Benjamin Bowler, who lives on the same street, has been remanded in custody and is due at crown. Court on Wednesday, a company's been fined thirty thousand pounds after a man was killed when he fell from a trailer and was crushed by a concrete beam in Romley Marsh. It happened while an extension was being built at a farm in Burmarsh in 2018. A A Clifton Limited from hageland's Farm admitted breaching health and safety laws. A man who admitted threatening to stab door staff outside a bar in Maidstone has been jailed for 15 months. The 29-year-old from London was kicked out of bar chocolate in market buildings along with a friend in January last year, but they came back carrying large knives. Another man's already been locked up for the same offence. Now, calls for half a million pounds to be spent on making the Big Ben chimes ring out to mark the UK leaving the EU have been branded a waste of money. We know there will definitely be a light display around Whitehall, a commemorative coin and a countdown clock projected onto Downing Street on the 31st of January. There are no plans for the famous landmark to chime though, as it's currently being renovated. But a crowdfunding page to make it happen has already raised more than £250,000. Our political editor, Paul Francis, has been discussing it on Paul on Politics on KMTV. Conservative Patrick Lowlean, Medway Labour councillor Neshaba Khan and Evie Martin from the Brexit party have all had their say.
1: Patrick, are you, are you uh, enthused by this idea or don't really care? I, I really don't care. My <laughs> I, I think it's... Uh, uh, let let people celebrate if they so wish. However, um, why it would seem to s- sort why, of be something which, which some people might find provocative and goes against your desire for national re- reconciliation. I yes, I guess it is. Uh, uh, I know I know a lot of people who find it very provocative and who are very angry about it. But um, I don't think it is a big enough an issue to would be worth thinking but about. But it's provided be... headline writers with a fantastic few days. <laughs> Evie, what was your thoughts about it? Do you think people are getting too exercised about uh, Well, I think
4: big, big Ben. It's unfortunate that the clangor is missing <laughs> at the moment. Maybe um, that's a uh, so metaphor. For what what or, uh, the plan is is to um, play the Big Bong chimes really loudly from speakers in Parliament Square, because there's big parties going on. Well, it's the Leave Means Leave party, which is happening um, in Parliament Square uh, uh, between 9 and 11 on uh, the first
1: Have you donated to the crowdfunding? I uh... haven't
4: donated to the crowdfunding. (laughs) I happen to think that if there was £500,000, it ought to go to food banks Mm. or to people who haven't got a washing machine. I honestly think that that is a a waste of money. because they could just sound the bells from, from a machine.
0: Quick,
1: quick word from Neshava. Uh, I think be... Eve
0: is right. I think it's, um, there are far greater priorities that we should be concentrating on. However, if people wish to celebrate on the 31st, then that's their choice. Ish has been out chatting to people in Rochester to find out what they think of the idea. It's an
5: absolute waste of money, and uh, I wouldn't dream of, of, of contributing
1: to it. It's silly to celebrate something which is likely to impoverish this country.
4: If they crowd fund it, then all credit to them. Let's do it. Yeah. I've no objection to Big Ben sounding. It's a momentous day. I believe it sounded when we joined the, whatever it was, the common market. So I'm a great believer in, yeah, donging now we're leaving. What do you think about people who are saying that that money should be invested elsewhere, into schools, into youth services? Well, it's not public money, is it? It's individuals contributing so if they're contributing to something you can't say someone who contributes to a charity is giving it to the wrong charity and therefore you should give it to animals or children or whatever because that's what you believe in if that's what they want to give their money to then i think we're entitled to spend our money where we want to the prime minister suggested it could cost half a million pounds do you feel that's money well spent a waste of money if you ask me yeah but where where would you want to see that money being invested. A lot of people suggested things like schools, youth services, is that yeah, a much better idea? That everything there's an issue. NHS is a big one, let's be honest. But yeah, no, a bit of a waste of money just for a one-off. It's pointless.
5: I think it's something that we should be doing, yeah, definitely. I think it's good for the country to celebrate uh, us leaving the EU and I think if costs, if everyone puts towards it, I think that's, that's a very good thing.
4: You know, a lot of people suggested that it should be spent elsewhere, but of course there is a crowd funder going around that's Invested more than hundred thousand pounds so far. Do you think that, that's the right way to go about it if I think people crowdfunder,
5: yeah. yeah. I think if it was the government putting the money in and it's success, there's you know, these other things it can go towards. So I think crowdfunding is the way to go. No, I wouldn't say it was money well spent at all, when they can quite easily spend the money on something else. Some charitable donation to something that is gonna help the people that's gonna affect Brexit might be a good idea, but but, so, you know,
4: well, so this, this, there's a crowdfunder at the moment that's raised more than a hundred thousand pounds. Is that, that's, you know, in, in
5: bad taste perhaps? Um, no. If it's crowdfunded and people want to pay for it themselves, then I can't see a problem with that. Atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> when you think what the problems there are at the moment, you know, you see it in the streets with, you know, ex-soldiers being an ex-soldier myself, things like that. I think it's, tr- yeah, it's a waste of money.
4: Where do you think people should be prioritising their money?
5: Well, to to the needy, basically, in, as a general, not as a you know, as a as a general sort of to the needy, the people that actually do need it. I mean, that what, what is it going to accomplish at the end of the day? You know, it's to me, it's not going to accomplish anything. Oh. No. Oh, the bells have gone off. Yes, great. Yeah, and you've still got the poor guys that have been in all the wars and everything like that, still sleeping rough. You've got. Youngsters still being abused, still, but you know, I just think it's money wasted.
4: I think it's a lot of money just to ring Big Ben, but I think there should be some celebration of some sort.
0: You can let us know what you think as well by voting in our poll on the story at kentonline.co.uk Kent Online News. There's a warning more people could risk their lives to reach trains on time if a second ticket machine isn't added to a Kent railway station. Sturry near Canterbury doesn't have a footbridge over the tracks and just one ticket machine on the Thanet bound side. At Kent Online you can see a picture of a man clambering over the barriers to get back onto the correct platform. Southeastern say they're considering installing another machine on the London-bound side. A level two cold weather alerts in place across Kent as temperatures continue to plummet. Met Office forecasters say there's a 70% chance of severe conditions until six tomorrow evening. Emergency actions being taken to protect rough sleepers in the county, and health officials are urging us to keep an eye out for those who may need help staying warm. A pregnant horse that was dumped in a muddy field in Faversham has died, along with her unborn foal. The pony was abandoned near Brindley Corner last Tuesday night. A team from Happy Endings Rescue took her to the vets and looked after her, but she passed away on Friday. More than 3,000 people have signed a petition against plans to build 1,600 homes near a Thanet village. People living in Birchington are worried about the impact it could have if it's given the go-ahead. Ollie's been chatting to Gary Fowler, who set up the campaign.
3: I basically went along to the consultation um, on the 4th of October and... Um, just talking to some of the you know the people from the companies who are planning to build these houses, you know, the people are designing it, and also the construction company. It was almost presented as if it was a, a done deal. So basically, it was you know what where do you want the houses to be built? Do you want you know spaces between? Do you, where do you want the school located? If you know, because we'll in the blurb it says you know allocation for a school, but there's no guaranteed funding from it from KCC and also for um, the medical center as well. And it was just the way it was presented as if it was already decided when essentially we're still in the process of doing the local plan or trying to agree the local plan and that consultation doesn't end as you know till the 27th of of January so it kind of to be honest it just got my back up a bit you know kind of infuriated me that they were almost trying to present it as if it was already decided when you know as you know the local plan hasn't been decided then you need the planning permission which is a separate battle entirely if it even gets that far so for me it was The fact that when you looked at the numbers you know 1,600 homes you kind of go it's quite a lot of housing but then when you work out you know I sat down and I thought well how many people so I was working on a basis of three I mean you know Hannes is 2.4 but you know if you say three it comes out to 4,800 almost 500 people you know because obviously household numbers will vary that's a 50% increase in the population of Birchington and just from you know my experience of trying to get an appointment at the local uh, medical centre for myself my wife or my you know, parents who live here as well. Um, It's, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but it's actually difficult because they don't have enough doctors there already. Um, Birchington is obviously a retirement place because it's near the sea. You know, population of Birchington is 21%, you know, over 65. So there's more need for those medical facilities. So I just thought, in effect, they're building, you know, these 5,000 or homes for 5,000 additional people. It's going to totally transform the, Nature of the village, anyway, but it's more to do with the infrastructure that goes with it. The road's already, you know, backed up all the way out down the, the hill during summer. Um, there's, I mean, they say there's provision for a road, but you know, my point is, if they should build the ro- they should build the road anyway without the additional housing. That's, you know, we do need a relief road. I've, I'm not completely anti-development. It's just the fact that they're doing it without the provisions needed to, you know, have that number of people living in this area. It's 50 percent increase in the village, so
4: and it's um is it is it the is it the biggest is it the biggest village uh, it's got a title it's one of
3: yeah it's it's always I've I've heard that before where I say it's the biggest village in uh Kent but the whole point is if you add another 5,000 it's not a village anymore it's then a town and it doesn't have the provisions of a town it doesn't have you know we have we have pretty good shopping locally but um you know in terms of like sports center cinema you know a decent selection of restaurants these kind of things that you would expect with a, a reasonable sized town we don't have any of that and there's no plans for any of that so um, it's literally just you know increase the number of housing no facilities
4: how long have you lived in
3: birchington i've lived in birchington for 22 years
4: so and and so you must when you when you go to these local shops and things and you you come across especially when you've been doing the petition you yeah. come across local people who've been here for a long time like yourselves yeah. is there a feeling that the the community spirit the community of Birchington is essentially being sucked out potentially by this large development
3: I think it will change the nature of the place I mean I was actually. Um, Quite surprised when I, you know, I was expecting maybe a bit more opposition from some of the businesses because I put it in about 10 to 15 shops, you know, just and obviously asked them, you know, will you take, you know, will you take the petition? And I think nine, nine, nine out of 10 are the ones I asked, you know, so we're saying 90 percent were basically against the uh you know increase in the numbers because they said they they didn't feel it would actually result in an increase in the number of customers so you know to them it's detriment to the the village because in effect you're losing you know it's not it's not everyone says yes it's agricultural land but it's also a lot of people use it for leisure activity as well you know it has all these footpaths that go across it you know it's open country so people go for walks they take their dog you know if you living here there's loads of people who take their dog for a walk there's loads of people who use it for running you know it's um it's more than agricultural land it's kind of like you're you know you're kind of back door to the countryside, you know, to get out and explore as well.
0: Well, developers say they'll work with residents to ensure the development is sensitive to the community.
3: Kent
1: Online reports.
0: A woman in her 30s has been arrested after being taken to hospital following a crash in Sheerness. A car hit a parked vehicle in Marine Parade on Saturday night. She's been questioned on suspicion of driving while unfit through alcohol or drugs and assaulting an emergency worker. Funding for youth services in England and Wales has dropped by 70% in real terms in the last eight years, and Medways has been completely cut. Figures obtained by the YMCA show more than 4,500 jobs in the sector have been lost. Ministers insist they're putting more money into services for young people. A man's been ordered to pay more than £400 after a cardboard box full of rubbish was dumped in Hythe. A fly-tipping investigation was launched after it was left in Old London Road last June. James Highwood from St Nicholas Terrace failed to respond to a number of letters about it or turn up to court. He's been convicted and fined in his absence. Now, Fatboy, Slim and Madness will be headlining a two-day festival in Kent this summer. High Tide will be happening at Dreamland in Margate in July to mark the amusement park's 100th anniversary. DJ and lead singer of Madness, Suggs, have been on the seafront this lunchtime, giving away 100 free tickets. Marika has been down there with them. So when you were first approached about playing a vintage theme park, what was your first thoughts?
1: I thought I am a vintage theme park. It's perfect. (laughs) I'm in a vintage theme park band.
2: (laughs) So it's the perfect setting, really?
1: I thought, I, yeah, I just thought um, that was number one on my bucket and spade list. Um, no, really, serious, I was actually going to say, was it on my bucket? No, there's, there's certain things that you do, especially this, this end of our careers. It's like, why do we never think of that before? This just has to be done. So it, it, I didn't know it was on my bucket list, but it, it was as soon as I said. It. So I said yes before I found out. The madness for doing it. And have you and, played... Uh, Sorry. Yeah, no, was like we were just saying earlier, we've known each other pretty much all our, our professional lives, but we never actually played together. And it's funny, it's only now this has come about. You see... No, technically, we're actually not on the same bill, but it's over two days. Uh, that day will come oh there you go there you we, go uh, yeah. but actually you did play with us didn't you that was Martin's one so that's a lie 1985 is the last time we actually worked together so we <laughs> been invited back 35 years old here we are but um, no to think about the sort of music that Norman's been making all these years and us really there are a lot of parallels in that having a good time people pay their money they want to be entertained and, and dancing and singing and letting yourself go and what better place than in Margate for sure Yeah.
2: and what kind of crowds do you expect it will be your fans do you think
1: Yeah, approaching capacity. (laughs) Not far (laughs) off. I think, I think it'd be it'd be a nice mix of fans of ours who've travelled and who who kind of like the fact because not this area of the country doesn't get served that much in, in the bigger gigs there's that, but also I like
0: the idea that all the locals will
1: just come out, whether or yeah. not they're actually fans of either exactly. of Exactly. it's like this will be the big event for them. No that's um, what I love, Yeah, these these, these kind of events, it's not that like I'm comparing it to anything else, but where you just get the people coming out going, the sun's shining, this could be a great weekend, regardless of whether I love either of those bands, it's going to be fun, and of course it will be, I mean, that's a great joy for us as well, I mean we do so many festivals now and I love that, of course I love my hardcore fans, but I also love the idea of people passing you know, just taking a chance on you and and, and enjoying it is is really rewarding. Yeah.
2: And Margay, have you played here before?
1: Uh, have I played here? Uh... I did a one-man show here. I don't think Madness. Of, we must have played in Margate, actually. We must have done probably in the late 70s. And, yeah, we did a seaside tour. I remember.
2: Mean, and you've got very a very cold house up the road, haven't you, in
1: Whitstable? My, my 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 wife's family are from Whitstable. Yeah, and I go there a lot. Yeah, I love Whitstable. Yeah, I very much do. So, yeah. I mean, I love the seaside in general. I mean, Norman, does. he, he lives there. Yeah, yeah. yeah have right. you been to the Sportsman yet? Yeah, oh, yeah. No, oh my <laughs> goodness. Sorry, because <laughs> it's your mate, isn't it? Yeah, your yeah. Skin yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So a quick plug for the sports. The oh, sportsman is mean, a pub in that's got a Michelin star, which is amazing because it's not got any frills or fancy. We'll get, we get, might get a free taste menu out of this. That's the real reason we took this gig. So we can have lunch at the sports.
2: <laughs> and um, finally, what can people expect from your performances <coughs> in July?
1: Well, we're going to take notes. I should be watching Norman on the Saturday, sort of on the energy levels, you know, checking how loud he is, how much energy he's putting into the show. And I'll put a, a, bit, a tiny bit more on the Sunday. Now, I mean, he's a very energetic performer. We're energetic performers. I mean, you know, yeah, you kind of get what's on the tip. i can't go for it, abandon. Abandoned, Abandoned, yeah. <laughs> what, sense, we've
5: just well, a sense of
1: abandon. People abandon their inhibitions, abandon <laughs> their, their clothes,
5: their
1: children. <laughs> oh, no, but like <laughs> you say, <laughs> that you know, a place where you, you know you come here to have fun. You come here to lose yourself and escape. And that's that's what right. I try to engineer. Right. We're going for the uh, what goes on in Margate's Daisy Market. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do what you like. <laughs> a bit of what you like does you no know harm. This is.
0: And on what's apparently the most depressing day of the year, tea bags have been handed out at Kent train stations. A group of Samaritans have been at Rochester and Gravesend as they try to turn Blue Monday into Brew Monday by encouraging people to make a cuppa and have a chat with someone. It's thought the cold weather, low money and lack of motivation since New Year resolutions went down the drain will make today particularly difficult.
1: Kent Online Sport.
0: Football and Gillingham have extended their unbeaten run in league one after drawing one all at home to Oxford United at the weekend. Midfielder Ollie Lee's second half equaliser from the penalty spot rescued a point for the Jills at Priestfield on Saturday. Manager Steve Evans spoke to us after the game. I think
5: two, two types of performance. I think the first half we, we seemed the yard off the pace. Um, we didn't have any composure. Uh, we never picked a right pass at the right time, whether over-hit it, under-hit it. Uh, we probably stood off them I mean, and maybe as a management team we're a little bit to blame maybe we spoke too glowingly in terms of how good side Oxford are um, if you take that the fact that they have to score a special goal from a really special talent it's a great goal, Stuart should do better because we identified what this kid could do stepping over that and coming inside but apart from, apart from a couple of long free kicks into the box um, just before half time they've not made another chance but Granted, probably up to them, we missed the best two good chances of the game, but not together. But we're still disappointed. I had to lift the them a little bit. I had to be quite strong with them, quite vocal with them, um, rem- reminding what's put us on this run, reminding them what's put us in this chance of, of reaching it in that top ten. And it's about being on the front foot, picking the right path, the right way, the path, having a tempo, pressing the life of the opposition. And I said to them, you know, we, we can make three changes now to the outfield, but we're not, we're going to stick with it and we'll give it ten minutes and then we'll make three at one time, unless they give us a cause not to. That's where the second half conversation at the end of the game, I was obviously full of prayers and said if we played for 95 minutes, which is easy for a manager to say, but if we play for 95 minutes like we played in the second half, we'd be Oxford to that. It's as simple as that. But I think if you take the totality of the game... And when I wake up tomorrow morning, I always like to watch it and reflect on it. But I think I will be thinking that a point shared was probably the deserfable team. There's always faults for every goal. I'm sure they'll look at the penalty and think there's faults for that when we get the penalty. My only disappointing thing is we, we have enough good attacking situations that that 10, 15 minutes of the game. To have scored a second goal, we got ourselves in some great areas. We were more inventive with our passing. We played more high tempo. Uh, the reign of demand were the reign of demand they
0: were absolutely tremendous. The Jules are now six points off the top six and 14th in the table. Meantime, the Gillingham boss has revealed he's turned down the chance to sign a big money striker. While the club's chairman was prepared to do the deal, Steve Evans says he didn't want to blow apart their pay structure. The player hasn't been named, but the Jules have been linked with Lincoln City's John Akinde, who was left out of their squad at the weekend. On to cricket now and Kent's Zach Crawley and Joe Denley have helped England beat South Africa in their third test. They won by an innings and 53 runs on the final day at Port Elizabeth to go 2-1 up in the series. And in ice hockey, Kent's Invicta Dynamos have picked up another four points after back to back wins over the weekend. They beat Bracknell Hornets 5 3 away from home on Saturday evening and thrashed Milton Keynes Thunder 12 1 at the ice rink in Gillingham last night. It means the Moes have climbed to fourth in the South Division 1 table. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.